What up, though? This is your boy CB. That's Chill B. And this is the Chill Bravado Podcast. And I bring you a series called Laker 8216, where we cover the grind of an 82 game long season where it takes 16 wins to get the chip in the end. And we're going to talk about this weekend that we just had and what we had moving forward. Yes. We're able to beat the Atlanta Hawks. We got five in a row against the sack Kings. And you know, I was talking about the revenge tour, the revenge games, hunger games, and we completed that. But can we get more? LeBron was saying, let's get greedy. Russ said, let's just have fun. And I think we're going to have a lot of fun with the show today. We appreciate you all for tuning in, you know, checking us out while you're at work, you know, doing whatever you have to do, um, you know, working out. We're going to talk about the winning streak. We're going to talk about the two games we just won. We're going to talk about the two games we have coming up and what else I'm expecting and hoping for. But we're going to be realistic in our goals and what we can accomplish as well as see where we're standing in the standings and what we have in front of us that could possibly move us up into not only play in territory, but playoffs. All right, all right. Before I get into the Sacramento Kings game that I want to break down, let's not forget about the Hawks when we had that. We won pretty handily, even though Trey Young and the bunch tried to make it uh, a game in the second half. It didn't happen. Atlanta's a very undisciplined team. We don't fear them. The Lakers don't fear them. They're not physical enough. Um, no, no Clint Capella. They did have Hunter back. Didn't make a difference. LeBron went on to have 25, 7, and 10. And he still did not shoot the three ball well, one for five. So seeing him still get his numbers and able to get downhill and, you know, beg for a whistle. We'll talk about that more. Yeah, we're going to talk about that. He did what he had to do in only 33 minutes. That's a big deal for a team who's been watching this guy, you know, play 40 minutes plus sometime. You know, going into overtime is scary. But Dennis... Dennis Schroeder, man, 21, he got points for that, 714 shooting, 5 for 8 from the three-point line, really was doing his thing. Dennis is just putting together a group of games where we're just like, wow. like, And we, and it continues as we talk about the Sacramento Kings game later. So, you know, if you watch the games, you appreciate it. As well as Thomas Bryant, who had 19 and 13 oh, for us, man. I mean, what else can you ask for this guy? Vet minimum contract guy. This guy, 28 minutes. 19 and 13, he just gives you his all, all the energy, all you got, man. TB is performing, and he continues to perform. The conversation soon is going to turn to when AD comes back. Do we just play them both together? Do we start them, or do we just have shifts and, and, and moments where we have to play them together in a game just to see? And I feel like that, that's a good conversation to have. Patrick Beverly played better defensively. You know, he's not forcing his shot. He's not, you know, he took a step back three a couple of games ago, and I, I don't remember him doing that this time around. Toscano Anderson, he's a, he's kind of like a Pat Bev guy. Like you really like don't want him playing a lot of minutes and having to be forced to use him. But Toscano, despite the discretion of some of my friends, I I have no problem with him. Man, he's a guy. He's a glue guy. Okay, he I like what he was doing when he guarded Trey Young and even Darren Fox. We'll talk about, but. I'm going to give him his flowers now because I'm probably going to forget to talk about him in Sacramento game. He had a lot going on. But them asking him to go guard those guys, the length that he has to be able to just give them different looks, 
Unfortunately, Troy Brown is out. We can't use him. But Toscano, he's a guy who's a glue guy. He, you can stick him in there, and he can go on multiple positions, bother them, and this gives you a type of hustle and grind, and he sticks his nose in there, um, sticks his hand in there, too. Like He's not going to score a lot of points, not going to be pretty, but I, I was enjoying watching what he was able to do with limited minutes. But he was able to get the start just because we have so many injuries right now. Um, Kendrick Nunn was kind of the biggest story of the game, though, because, you know, 23 points. I mean, this guy had, he had a good game. Like, it was refreshing to see him and him talking about just having, you know, you know, staying ready. You know, you could tell the confidence was there. Like, he said this is the best he's felt in a while, and, and it just looks like it. Like, you really want to see a guy like him be able to come out and have good performances from time to time like this. You're not begging him to have this every game. Just, it's just not how it works, man. You don't have a guy who who's injured, you know, for a whole year and battle back from injury, then he just steps right back in and goes right into playing the way he was when he was Miami. But we did expect more than what we were getting out of him. But it's just refreshing to see what he was able to do. And I hope that does something for his confidence level. And and, and the team really, really wrapped around him and let him know they appreciated his grind and know that those DMPs, <laughs> those coaches' decisions not to play, it struck him a little bit, but he stayed engaged, which is good. Max Christie and um, Winnie Gabriel, these guys continue to be, you know, just a tough, you know, young energy. Winnie Gabriel, you can't say enough about his energy. He looks like a gazelle running out there, just just long strides. Very very much hustle play. Um, I'm not gonna talk about him much in the Sacramento matchup. He got in foul trouble early in that game, and it just fouled out in like third quarter. And I was really feeling like, oh man, we don't have enough bigs for this. So that's gonna get into the conversation of. Do we need to get a big like Bookie Cousins or do we need, you know, so that those conversations come from when we had those moments. Um, but, you know, we got Sterling Brown, who is Shannon Brown, little brother. He's on the team. He got signed that day and got thrown in the game that day. Played a couple of minutes. He's a guy, if we have to turn to another bigger wing or this bigger guard, there you go. Matt's Christie, man. I enjoy watching this young fella play. You know, he's out there competing. You can tell he was coached well. Um, by Izzo, I'm 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 thinking I'm thinking right. He's a Michigan State guy, right? Michigan or Michigan State? Don't don't hold me to it, you know. But he, you could tell him, just just having a, a defensive minded coach in the past, someone. But I don't even know if it was college or not. But he plays very well. He he's still a rookie. He's still gonna make the mistakes, but he's shooting with a lot more confidence. A lot of the guys who are in the arena, the the Trudells and all those guys, they're saying that he just looks bigger than he did when he was in on um, summer league and. You know, rightfully so. 19, 20 years old, um, hitting the work, you know, hitting the weight room, getting workouts in, naturally gonna put on some some good muscle. So you also got to see Swider and Pippen Jr. get in there. Um, Swider definitely was gonna shoot that ball as soon as it came to him. <laughs> so he was ready to shoot it again for the game ended. So, you know, I wanna make sure I spoke on that Hawks game because that was when I was saying we can't let them come out and trap game us or get their revenge on us. And I think we accomplished that. But when we get back, let's jump right into the recap of this Lakers-Sacramento game. And you know the fears I had of that game. So I come out feeling pleasant and just surprised at what we got from the team. And we'll break that all down next. All right. All right. All right. And then there was a game against Sacramento who has already had our number twice. And there was some reasons why I was, you know, a little worried about this game. And if you've listened to episodes in the past and you can check that out on all platforms, go get to Spotify, you know, leave a review on Apple Podcasts, wherever you, wherever you listen, you know, I'm here. 
I'm voicing my opinions. But Dan Fox, man, like this guy, he was a thorn in my side every game because I was like, we cannot let this guy get going. And he's going to get going in the fourth quarter. He had 17 in the fourth quarter of this game that we're talking about. So he's bad man, dog. And, and man, it just, I'm like, come on, man. We got to find a way. I think we defended him as best we could in those last couple possessions. Um, he was upset, though. He got fouled on that, you know, prayer he threw up. I'm glad they didn't call it because that would have ended badly and then we would have been a talk of the town in a different way. But I, the, the officiating to me was very frustrating during this game. Anyway, we were um, in foul trouble early and a lot, lost wing because of it. Russ, um, we, we, we all saw it. The foul they called, he gathered, he dunked, uh, laid it up, and and no, side out of bounds. And you know, no, he shot the free throw. Then he missed one, and we made one, and that put us in jeopardy of losing the game. Imagine if he missing that free throw, and then they come down and score, and then we lose by like one. Oh, so I just think you know what to say. The basketball guys looked out for us because we we were really really frustrated throughout the game because LeBron, who never gets the fair whistle, he kind of treated like Shaq. I I. I don't get as bent out of shape over it sometimes because LeBron does a lot of pushing, a lot of bullying, a lot of, you know, and and I and I get that. He those are when he gets the the non calls he gets on like superstar calls sometimes for me. So I don't get too bent out of shape. But when it's blatantly obvious and you're letting a guy like Fox who just jump into someone's chest and then he gets the the call or Trey Young, you know, just flopping around like a fish out of water. It gets frustrating when LeBron goes into physical contact and they 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 use it against him like, oh, man, you're big, you're strong, like you're causing the contact. They are too. He's just, he sucks at flopping. He tries to throw his head back and do all that and it looks terrible and, you know, my wife hates it. But he's not the only one to do it. I'm trying to tell her this every time. But the officiating was frustrating. But since we got the victory, it, it's not going to be the talk of the town or the talk of the story. Because, you know, looking back at this game, Dennis Schroeder, once again, 27 points on 8 of 11 shooting, 4 of 5 on the three-point line, and 7 for 7 from the free-throw line. He's crafty. Um, we're going to talk about what Ham sees in this team a little later, but, man, the craftiness of, of Dennis to go along with that speed. And if that shot's falling, not, it doesn't even have to fall this, this great because this, this is not sustainable. I don't see him being able to shoot this well for any remainder of time, you know, longevity-wise. So even if he trends down a little bit, you still take it because – him getting to the free throw line is my most, you know, impressive thing. Him being one of our more, you know, professional free throw shooters. Cause you know, it's a lot of guys in the, in the league who their, their NBA skill is not free throw making, <laughs> you know? So you got to appreciate when he goes to the free throw line. Cause LeBron drives me nuts. Every time he goes, it's like, well, if he makes one, I'm happy. If Russ makes one, I'm happy. AD started to get better, but I feel like LeBron rubbed off on him in a couple of play. I mean, um, Overtime games that, you know, we could have won in the regulation because of, you know, Philly and a couple other games. She was like, gosh, AD, stop, stop touching LeBron before you go on the court. Like, y'all two don't need to sit beside each other. That's neither here nor there. But, you know, LeBron, 37, 8, and 7, still not shooting the three ball well, but he's still shooting them. And I'm fine with him shooting them from time to time because you have to, because if he never get hot again and, and, and go off, and, you know, it's that that's 40 plus game, 40 point plus game, easy just for a couple more threes. And that's where he's at right now, playing at that MVP level. You got to respect it. Thomas Bryant, 29 and 14. Who's playing harder than Thomas Bryant right now across the league as a vet mid center or 
mid-level exception center. You know, like it's only a couple of um, elite guys that are playing better than Thomas Bryant right now due to the circumstance of not having Anthony Davis out there. He's taking advantage of it, and he is carrying us at that center position all by him lonesome because we really can't use Damon Jones. When you gave us a small ball five, a small ball five, LeBron plays whatever we need him to play, so we're not counting them guys. Pat Bev, Toscano Anderson once again. Glue guys, if you're winning, these two guys are needed. Like You need these guys on the roster when you're a winning team. And we're trending toward 500. We're, we're trending toward being um, you know, a play-in team, play-off team potentially. So you need guys like that. Okay, You need guys like Toscano and Beverly. We don't need Toscano to have consistent games of 20-plus minutes. But when everybody comes back and gets shaken, some matchups, we need, might need him to play 15 minutes, 10 minutes, you know, 18 minutes like he did against Sacramento. I, I'm fine with him doing that because you need some time that length and that guy who knows he's only there to do a few things. And, he, and his couple of buckets that he made around the rim is Pat. He, he actually has good hands and he finishes well, um, you know, making those quick. Like he caught one from LeBron. He, he kind of cut back, got up under the rim and just flipped it up and hit the nice touch on the glass. I was really impressed with that. Because, you know, if you get a guy like Russ or some of these smaller guards, that's getting swatted because, you know, they're just not, you know, they're, they're not tall enough. They're not quick enough to get up, get up there to their rim. When you got a guy 6'6", six, 6'7", six, six, um, who has good athleticism, it, it's, it's good. It's going to work in your favor. Russ, 23, 5, and 15 assists. You cannot deny that. Only had four turnovers, so you take that because this guy's out there playmaking. Kendra Nunn didn't really have the big impact in this game, but it's okay. Um, Max Christie, he got to play 24 minutes. So when you're trusting your rookie to go in there and play like that, Gabriel had 13 because he fouled out. But, yeah, man, we got to get some guys back healthy. It, it's just it's just inevitable because, you know, Russ said, let's just have fun. And that's what it looks like right now. But eventually, when the game doesn't go your way, it's not that fun anymore. So, so Troy Brown, like hopefully he'll be able to come back and play sometime this week. If not tonight against Denver, um, when I'm recording this, we're playing Denver um, Monday night. Um, in two weeks, hopefully Lonnie, a name we're forgetting right now is Lonnie. We're forgetting all about Lonnie, but Lonnie and Austin Reeves can come back and we can get them in the mix. That'll be great to have. AD coming back soon after. That'll be great to have. Um, so, man, let's get healthy and let's continue to have this fun. But, man, let's continue to keep winning because when I come back from the break, man, we're going to talk about what Ham says, who we are as a team. We're going to talk about the upcoming matchups as well. And we're going to look at the standards and see how far off we are. Are we getting there? I'll be right back to let you know. All right, Laker 82-16. And we're going to continue. Coach Darvin Ham says, who we are. 70 points to the paint. That's who we are. He said, we want to play fast, physical, and free with force. So if you want to know what traits we have under Ham right now, you know he wants to play fast. That means you have to play, you know, Playing fast doesn't mean that you're running 100 miles per hour all the time, you know. So playing fast 
simply means let's let's stay disciplined, use our fundamentals, and get the ball. Either let's get a defensive stop so we can take off again to our transition offense, right? Or you play on the offense vent. Let's make confident, intentional moves to the basket. Whether we're getting a, a guy an open shot in the corner, or we're getting all the way to the cup, putting pressure on them to either defend us or foul us. So playing fast. So that's one thing. Playing physical. Physical. What is that? That's getting on the boards. Thomas Bryant. That's making like Dennis. Dennis had this great play at the end where he kind of broke off the pass and it went out of bounds on Fox. Physical, like meeting guys up. You know, Toscano Anderson, Patrick Bevel. They're trying to play physical. We're very small, but we have guys who are trying to compete and be physical. LeBron's very physical. Winnie Gabriel plays very physical, and then free. Kendrick Nunn finally was able to play free. Russ has finally been able to play free. Talking about having fun. So all that in the mix, a mixing pot, right? So you got fast, you got physical, you got free, but then he also said with force. Okay. So 70 points in the paint, that lets you know all those things, those ingredients put together have forced us to put pressure on the rim. And right now, the way this team is constructed, you know, without the best shooting, even though we're shooting better right now, we have to continue to do that. Our DNA is going to be at the rim, at the free throw line, putting pressure on guys and just continue that. And then we're going to sit back and we're going to look and say, okay, what can we do to keep this thing rolling consistently? And what can, what can we sustain? Can we um, sustain this type of shooting? I don't know. I don't think so. But what can we sustain? We can, you know, we can keep going at the rim. We can keep doing that. We can keep getting to the free throw line. Dennis can keep staying aggressive with LeBron on the court. When AD comes back, what are we going to do? Is it going to be the amount of force with all these three elements, fast, physical, and free? Sometimes we get in there, and when AD and LeBron's in the game, everybody's standing around. That's not fast. Um, you know, they push him out, and now we're getting back on the, um, the shot clock, and now AD's shooting the fadeaway jumper. That's not physical. And then when LeBron starts going back to – you know, shooting and chucking up threes and, and trying to, you know, Russ is trying to force things and, and, and do things that's, that's not characteristic of him being successful on this team constructed, that's not free. So there's no way you can play with force if you're not able to do all those three things. So now, what is our margin of error? Our margin of error for me is when you have a team like this, the margin is very small. Golden State Warriors, when they was at full strength, they had a bigger margin of error because they had more firepower. They had more discipline as a unit. They had a team with the DNA to win championships. I don't think this team has championship DNA. We have pieces of that, but not the team. So right now, we have to continue to play smart basketball, play fast, physical, and free with force, but we also have to continue to find ways to sustain. What can you control? What can you do consistently that's going to keep us in games? Right now, we just got as a unit, got that dog in us, okay? Like, we don't give up. We fight. Even if we lose, we are continuing to fight. And as we got this week coming up, we're going to have to fight at Denver on Monday night, okay? At Denver. So, this is the this is a game where I hope LeBron plays, but if LeBron was to suddenly pop up on the injury report sometime tonight and, oh, you know, no, he's not playing, I wouldn't be surprised. But I think the role we're on right now, I think he feels like he got, you know, we can make some ground up right now, especially with all the standings. And if you go look at the standings right now, it's tight. We're, like, really right there, but we'll look at that just a second, okay? So you got Denver tonight, a team who you have, you've beaten before, but you don't have AD. 
Thomas Bryant gets the challenge of going against Nikola Jokic. Okay, that's cool. We got guys on that team who I feel like we can... Murray's not going to play physical. You know, he's not a guy like that. KCP can only be so physical. You know, Gordon, I feel like, could be a problem if we let him have a night like he has. Hopefully, Jeff Green has a, a night where he doesn't play as young and festive as he has before. But I feel like Denver is a game we could win. But I'm also... If we're not able to shoot it and we're not able to get that same type of, you know, consistency, then we probably can lose that game, you know. But the game I want to see is Thursday on TNT, January the 12th against Dallas. I want this is another revenge game and I feel good about it, but not because I feel like, you know, we're going to win the game. I feel good because just how we've played, you know, gives us a better chance of winning. So tonight's going to tell me a lot as far as like, okay, are we just in the groove right now? So tonight's a good tune-up. We get we get Jokic. So, okay, this is a bigger version of Luka minus the 60-point game. Ooh, ah. Uh, you know? But we definitely get to see when they have a guy who's the, the guy. So if we can get through this one and if we can win that, man, that momentum pushing into this Dallas game and, and what's on the line – Come on, man. Like Dallas, and it's on TNT. I just want to win in front of Charles Barkley. That's really what that game boils down to. So forget everything I just said. I just want to win in front of Charles Barkley and hear, hear him stop saying, why are we talking about um, a 12th seed, 11th seed? Which right now, we are the 11th seed, okay? And we are one game. One. One game out of sixth place. Talk to me. Right now, we have a, a five-game winning streak. The Grizzlies have a, a six-game winning streak. We are the best two right now as far as winning streaks in the West, probably in the whole league. Exactly, in the whole league. So if we can if we can start getting some of these games and grinding out some wins we're not, quote, supposed to get, the Trailblazers are ahead of us in 19 and 20. They lost three in a row. The Timberwolves are ninth place with a record of 20 and 21. And then the Suns are at the eighth spot. 20 and 21 have lost six in a row. The Clippers are 21 and 21 in the seventh spot, and they have lost six in a row. The Warriors are at six at 20 and 20, and they've lost two in a row, and they are six, and, and they're in the sixth spot, and they have, um, let's see, a one-game lead on us. What does that tell you? We are in the thick of it, okay? We are in the thick of it. And the Kings have, like, a two-game lead on us, okay? So look where we at. And they're in fifth. And the Mavs are in fourth. And we're like three games behind them. So these next five, this is just about to get real out here. So I'm going to call it quits right there. You just think and marinate on that. We got um, Denver coming up. We got Mavs coming up. We're not going to win every game. It's not even a, a thought that we're going to win all these games and be so great. But we are in a position now to be happy to have fun again. When's the last time you had fun? Are you not entertained with this team? So let's go, man. All the Kings men, if they don't get traded, you know, we'll talk about that next time. But right now, we're going to sign off. We're going to see what happens against Denver, at Denver. And then we're going to bring Dallas to Crypto.com Arena. Staples, man. We'll holler.